0: Greetings, everybody. As always, we'd like to give you all a warm, warm welcome to today's share. Um, You are listening to the Sisterhood Smarts podcast, the show that brings you all things science, well-being, and wisdom. So join us weekly on Spreaker with co-hosts Faith, Penny, and Shaz. Welcome. Hey, Shal. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Faith. How are you doing? Hey, everybody. We are back again with our great podcast, meeting, show, whatever you're going to call it. And today's.
0: Yeah, Shy, you're muted. Today's agreement is agreement number nine. And today yeah. we're talking about. Alexa, take it away yeah am I can you hear me yes I can hear you go ahead
1: okay yeah today's agreement is actually um
0: okay you're muted again so I will I will bring you into agreement number nine and this agreement is about living in another country um so today we're going to talk about um, you know an and uh, you know what it is to live in a different country with a different culture and share different perspectives on this topic. Shy, you're back. You're mute. I'm back. I've been I've been back the whole time. I don't know what's happening, but uh, yeah.
1: So exactly what you were saying is that how is it to you know live as a foreigner, and then like I would just say you know just my my own experience is that I think just be yourself leave as a foreigner is just, um, it's something that I, I think if you're young and you came to a country, um, as a very young, you don't maybe really think about it. You just go with the flow and it's actually maybe hard for your parents to deal with everything in a new country to, you know, learn the language to, um, learn the system how to behave how to be in a country what is it they they actually are expecting from you and um again where is it you know in the world are you located is it in like up north it like is it like in scandinavia is it like you know is it like in in um southern europe or is it like you know at the other side of this you know uh the world So all of these things has also um, a lot of things to do with it Um, because you need to cope with another, um, what do you say, like culture, but also just to be yourself and live as a foreigner in that country. And um, and I
0: think that, um, sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to add something because you've mentioned a lot of things that I want to add something on. You know, when we're talking about what it is to be a foreigner, I always like to ask myself, what is that? You know, we use a lot of words and I don't think we really think about what we're saying. When you talk about a foreigner and the person you're talking about maybe it just doesn't look like you, it doesn't represent the phenotype. I can tell you they're Europeans who are Africans, who were born in Africa, who were raised in Africa, you know, but if somebody looks at them and they say I'm African, you know, people will look at them twice and ask them, but what really where really are you from? And they're like i am really from africa and like yeah but they'll ask them again and again and again but where really are you from you know so i think that you know when it comes to foreigners countries geographical locations and all this stuff and even culture i think sometimes we look at complexions and we brand them as what we think people are and where they belong and what they look like however if you look into history Everybody's a foreigner. I always giggle when I look at people's last names, especially when I'm in the U.S. You know, you see somebody saying, oh, I am called Schmidt. And, you know, I am, I don't know who, 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 Janssen. These are Danish names, <laughs> German names. Some are Polish names. And, and, you know, they're like, I'm American. And I'm just looking and I'm thinking, these are somewhere in your lineage. There's somebody who's from Poland or Eastern, Eastern European countries. Somebody in your lineage is from Ireland. Somebody in your lineage is from, you know, um, Nigeria. You know, and, and so when we, there's also a line and name. And so you can talk to people. And when they're talking about immigrants, all you have to sometimes do is look at the person talking and their last name is the name of an immigrant sometimes their three names are three different backgrounds you can see somebody talking about immigration so passionately and they have a German, Polish and Scandinavian name you know and we always joke with yeah. her she's called Melkvist this is very Swedish you know yes. and so we can look at your names and we're we are, it, it fascinates me because you're saying these foreigners are coming to our country and I'm looking at your last name and, and it sounds like but you know Skovaski. I'm like are you kidding me so so where are you do you know where you could be from you know or are you called you know um, um I, I don't know I'm just thinking you know some german name There's, first of all, there's lots of Germans in America. Like I have never seen so many German names. Every time somebody opens their mouth, I'm like, look at this, just a German, German, German," you know? And they're like, I'm American, but they will sometimes be so vicious and say you're an immigrant, but you don't even have to speak to the person for a minute or two before you know they're not even what they call. What is, again, what is it to be a foreigner? What is it to be an American? What is it to be a, a Danish? What is it to be a Swedish? you know you can you talk to some swedish people and they have irish last names i'm like what are you talking about you know and remember yeah
1: it's now so we crazy. say like mm-hmm. it's crazy and remember like we say foreigners but i think you know sometimes people also maybe you know um see that as an immigrant but we're not talking about immigrants because here in europe we say like you know invento so it's like foreigners yeah. So it's not like you know maybe yeah, how they use it it's like other sort
0: of We use language differently. So in in many parts of America, the UK, they say immigrant. They talk about immigration here as well. They talk about immigration, but the word they say invader. They also use words in I know, Germany or some of the European countries like guest. You know, like a guest worker. Or you know, they have different names. or They say these foreign and and those words. They are so blatantly disrespectful and ignorant because half the time the people talking if you look at their names I'm just like look at this guy he's talking about immigration and how the migrants are coming to take his their, their jobs and how they're, you, know, they're, they're, you know they're leeching off the economy and all this kind of stuff and I'm looking at his name I'm like dude are you serious right now? You, ha- y- you have a Russian name <laughs> and you're a Scandinavian <laughs> you know so I look at all yeah. this stuff and so I think that sometimes I mean the game is so old at this point it's divide and conquer everybody it's really old if you're not fighting over resources which again we have abundance of resources there's no get out of the mind of scarcity and luck second thing if you're not fighting about religion I just saw the day um, there was again the conversation about the Muhammad. you know oh why can't we paint the picture? Why do you have to insist? Why do you have to insist on doing something that hurts somebody's feelings? Why do you care? And I'm not saying that, you know, there shouldn't be freedom of speech. I think people should be allowed to express themselves as well. I think there is something in that. However, why should you be continuously, you know, poking and poking, you know? It's like, you know, you can have you can you can observe a lion, you can watch a lion, you can, you know, but you keep poking and poking and poking. Why are you doing that? They're out of the trillion images that you can paint. You know, different ways you can express yourself. You just pick this one, you know, to be offensive. And so when you talk yeah. about what it is to be a foreigner, what it means to live as a foreigner, I think sometimes we forget that in order for people to cohabit and for people to live a healthy life, not just live, but a healthy life and have healthy relationships, we have to allow people to be authentically them. So this idea that we say, when you go to Rome, do as the Romans do. So if the Romans eat people, are you going to eat people? You know what I mean? We have to think about what we say. Or if the Romans are just kidnapping children, are you going to do it? You know what I mean? If the Romans are practicing certain things that don't, don't you don't perceive as a healthy society are you going to do it because when you go to rome do as the romans do should you if you go to a country where people don't communicate and they don't use dialogue if someone harms them they just shoot you and kill you and you come there with a different approach to um, problem solving and you're told if you come to this community you should do as they do so that means if somebody just you know steps on your shoe you just need to shoot them do you need to do that? You see what I mean? We have to really think about these words and statements that we throw about, that we think are so great and smart and intelligent. But actually, if you look at it, I always say critical thinking. You don't need to do what the Romans do. When you go to a place, you you by nature will embrace the things that are good about it. And on the other side, you can also add your culture you know, add certain things that can benefit that community. There has to be a synergy. There has to be a give and take. But a lot of countries just want you to assimilate. Whether everything is good or bad, they don't care. And this is why we have unhealthy people. Depression, the things that people are calling depression, it comes from you hating people. Why? If you don't focus on looking at the migrant every day, oh, they're taking my job. Now you have a fear that your job is going away. Stress. Now you go to work and you live from fear that somebody's going to take your job. Now you are already defensive and then you start to create unhealthy community. Do you see how the the, the dominoes are beginning to fall? Yeah. And then it creates bigger and bigger problems. And then you look at your children and you start teaching them how to be, you know, oh, don't play with that migrant. You know, they're lazy. I don't want you to be lazy. Now you see, you've already taught your child how to be judgmental, how to play. You see what I mean? And what happens is now you're creating a new generation of prejudice, stereotypes, hate, divisiveness. And then we wonder why we're looking at each other and looking crazy. Everyone is sitting and looking crazy and saying, why are there so many why is there so much mental health issues? Why is there so much depression? Because you're causing the depression on your neighbors and your colleagues and your family members by your thought patterns and by the things that you're saying are correct but they're not correct. When you go to a mm. place, I think, you know, I look at countries as a house. And we all have homes, somewhere we live. Even if you're homeless, you have an allocation, a spot that you have assigned to yourself and this is your fort, this is your turf. Now, when somebody comes into your home, what do you do? Do you start telling somebody, when you come here, you need to behave like, we don't do that. I have never gone to somebody's house as a guest and been told 10,000 things that I must do before I can enjoy their hospitality. Usually, people go out of their way to make sure that they impress you and they're kind to you and they want you to have the best experience and the best possible, you know, have the best memory of their hospitality and their food and their culture and they play, you know, music from their hometown and sometimes they even go out of their way and put on their traditional dress. It's like a whole festival. So, as a guest, do I come to your house and, you know, it's been raining outside and, you know, I you know, I walked in on the mud, on the grass or something, and I just walk in with my shoes? And then do I come into your house and start saying, oh, I don't like that painting over there. But this oh. painting and put it over there. I don't like your flowers. Shift your furniture around. This is also sometimes what some migrants and foreigners do. When you come to somebody's house, They're ho- and you know, most people will do their best to be hospitable. And that is what I hope. People do. However, when you come to their house, you don't start saying, you know, you cannot eat pork. You cannot be a Christian. You cannot do this. You can't do that. You're in somebody's house. Enjoy the hospitality. If they put food before you, they're presenting their culture to you. It's not a disrespect. It's a different culture. Experience it. Take what you can take. If you don't eat the pork, there's something, maybe potatoes to go with it. You can eat the potatoes and tell them, my religion doesn't allow me to eat that. But I can eat your potatoes and, you know, enjoy their music, you know, drink some of the juice or the water if you don't take alcohol and have a great experience and live with the memories. So there's a give and take. It's your job to be a good guest and it's also your job to be a good host. And so the idea that you have to tell people a thousand things that they have to do, I never saw this happen. When you go to someone's house, they never tell you Oh, they might tell you there's a dress address code and that's they tell you why you know there's a dress code because we want to do this and it's a themed party and da, da 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 you know what I mean so but other than that this is how countries should behave you should say okay I'm a country this is my house right this is the country someone has come to visit me I need to present myself in the best possible light meaning you're not you know you're not robbing people you know you don't come as a guest to someone's house and then you rob them steal their jewelry when they're not looking this is what I mean you know what I mean so when we should really behave how we do when we go to people's homes you know your guests I've never been and I've been to you know places where you know you know Italian German whatever they don't tell me oh you know faith if you don't speak German you know you can't eat our food think about that nobody does that
1: No, and i also think this is again like living as a you know try to live as a foreigner because you mentioned something really good this is also something you know this is where you come from you know when you go inside somebody's you know home then um it's like you know taking your shoes off you don't just like go in there with your shoes and everything and then it's like you know if you can you can kind of like feel it and sometimes i also think that this is, you know, this is something with, you know, respecting other people's, um, you know, um, things like culture, you know, like um, where yeah. they come from. You
0: should and respect this is- it. And globally, there are places where, you know, I've seen tourists go to communities and they want mm-hmm. to walk nude in their bikinis. But the local community does not support that. But they're like, oh, I'm no. a tourist and I'm here to enjoy myself. That is like coming to throw gra- graffiti on my wall. You must re- be a good guest and allow people to be a good host. Mm. That's it. You don't come saying, oh, I, this is like saying somebody tells you, you know, you know, they have done everything for you. they welcomed you. There's food there's everything. And you say, I want to wear my bikini on the beach and you can't stop me. This is like saying, I'm coming to your house and I need you to move that furniture because I want to sit right down the corner. And I don't care. You move that chair put it over there I don't care if that is your you know the chair that was your grandmother's and that's her favorite spot. you move that chair you don't care how sacred that chair is move that chair and I want to sit on it this is how crazy yeah. people look when they go to people's countries and they say I don't want to wear a hijab why not but, but I also why don't think, you want you to know, wear that... a hijab it's a culture or it's, yeah, oppression. It's... it's not oppression it is a form it's a culture just like they're not, you know, it's, it's everything is the same approach. You're not wearing a a, a, a head wrap; they're wearing one. They see you as maybe different, and you're seeing them as different. But they're doing everything to be hospitable, and all you have to do is be a good guest. So the hijab, it can look very stylish. It's your mindset. It is actually very stylish. Wrap <laughs> up that hijab and put on your shades and rock it. You look good. It's not that yeah. hard to be a good guest. And I have never had, you know, like an Iranian, you know, you know, I've been also to, you know, you know, Arab parties. And they have not said, oh, you know, Faith, you have to speak Farsi for us to have a good time. We've had a good old time. And Farsi is rolling off the tongues in the background. And I had the time of my life. You know? So this yeah. is how we're talking about foreigners or some people call it immigrants, in Vandera, you know, Auslander, uh, you know, Auslander, like in German, it means foreigner, yeah, you Europe they use different words, but my thing is, all these things that you go to Rome behave like the Romans, it's, to me, it's just, it's outdated. I'm not going to behave as a Roman if there are things I don't like that are Roman behavior. And I'm sorry I keep picking on Rome because of the statement. I actually love Rome. It's one of my favorite places. Everybody knows. Everybody who knows me <laughs> knows. I miss <laughs> Italy desperately. <laughs> like, I, I, and, I, and by the way, I will tell you, Italians, they don't speak very good English. But let me tell you, when you go mm-hmm. to Italy, you know, even my mom will attest to this because Italy is one of our favorite places. These Italians are so hospitable. And they barely speak English. The body language rolls out of their tongue. They speak fluent body language. Fluent. Fluent body language. And, you know, you, you learn a few words very quickly because it's been done with so much love and hospitality. You know, they take pride in the way they present their food to you. You know they're so proud. They can't ma- they can't stop feeding you. That's not the thing with Italy. I'm like you people, seriously. They can't stop feeding you. Try this and try this and try. this. I'm like no, I've had enough. <laughs> and so I'm just saying this, like all these things that you're taught. Oh, you must speak the language. You must uh, embrace the culture. Half the time, people are fascinated by you because of how different you are. And this is how you enrich their village. Like if I if you go to a village. Well, people have never, I've been to villages that people have never seen foreigners. And it's you're like a celebrity because they're so fascinated by your outfit. They're fascinated by your hairstyle. Everybody wants to host you. And they don't speak the language. And they're not asking you to be like them. So that's why I can confidently say people who hammer this over your head are people who are manipulative, People who feel that their culture is superior to yours and yours has nothing to offer them. People who see you from the lens of prejudice and stereotypes and they're not here to have the full experience that life has to offer. Because when I'm in Italy, I don't care if they speak English or not. I'm like, I'm going to have a great time. Seriously. And I do. So I'm just saying that, you know, living as a foreigner, get it out of your head. People who want to make you do A, B, C, D, they'll never be happy. You'll learn their language, they'll say you're not fluent. You have an accent. You'll do this, say yeah, but you do this. They they will always find a reason, so don't waste your time. I always say, find your bubble and live in it. You will create a bubble of beautiful-minded people and live in your bubble. And it's so much fun to live in your bubble. Because you have people who are amazing, and you know, not just the person. Faith, what do you think about Denmark? And the things I tell them, they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, because I live in a bubble. Everybody in my bubble is amazing. So sometimes, don't fight, don't go fighting to fit in and assimilate and oh, breaking your back. It only gives you stress, anxiety, all this garbage. So create your bubble and you'll see your parties will be fun. Your bosses will be amazing. Nobody's asking you to be, you know, they don't even ask you what is, they don't even care. These conversations never come up. Nothing. Nothing. They don't even tell you you have an accent. They laugh at the way you pronounce things because it's funny. You know, and you laugh at it too, but they're not doing it because, they're like, oh my God, you have an accent. They are, they're not kiddish or childish. And so we yeah, talked totally. about being a foreigner, and I just say, forget it. Oh, when you go here. No, there are places. I look at you're gonna to go to a place where they do a female, you know, female circumcision, and you say, do what the, the, the do what the Romans do. No, if you have a daughter, mm-hmm. you go into this community and they circumcise their girls. Are you gonna circumcise your girls? Yeah, that goes. Do what the, the do as the Romans do. You can't critical thinking
1: yeah it is though but I'm also thinking you know sometimes you know live as a foreigner like we have the agreement today and so when people comes and say like okay so like um, oh you speak so well the, you know the uh, the language so like where you're from you know like okay I mean were you born here or if you can also like I would say here in Scandinavia that they can judge you actually in that sense that um you know you say no 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 but I came here when I was very young you know and I can actually speak this I can speak this and, and they will I mean they will get surprised um and then when also like another thing I want to point out is like here like maybe you know I don't know like other places but I think still is issue as a foreigner that getting an getting a job it's like in Scandinavia it's it's a huge thing still I think maybe sometimes you know it it has gotten better but still they they do have a long way to go that they look at your name and then maybe you're actually you know you could actually get the job but because of your first name or last name they kind of just like maybe didn't even look at your cv or they didn't even um put a touch on your you know like resume cv and then you're just like okay you know well, we took another. You know, we actually took another person. Um, so that's also one thing that I think a lot of people that live in Scandinavia they're dealing with. You know, they would like to go for that job, but but um, but unfortunately because of the name, and then they had to go and actually change their change their name to you know, has a European name or whatever, or maybe you know, change. Either maybe the first name or last name Or like the whole name Because what? Because maybe they've been You know, applying for a job for many years And they didn't get it due to their name And then because they changed it
0: yeah, Immediately but, but they got God, the job you're, you're right But I know somebody who was European He was um Polish background And uh, he was half German, half Polish His phone, he, the phone was not ringing When he was applying for jobs Then he changed his name to a Danish name He married his wife and took her name and, um he changed his name, and his phone couldn't stop ringing. So, you know, you said maybe a European name. No, it has to be if you're from Eastern European, <laughs> that also is different. It seemed different. You know, if you have a Polish or Romanian or you know you know Slovak, you know, you know, you know what I mean, Ukraine and all. Yeah, that. yeah, I know it. yeah, because he was um he he actually he was not even full Polish. He was half Polish, half German. Um, but mm-hmm. his father was the Polish one, so he had his father's last name, and he changed it. He was very stubborn <laughs> for a long time, um, and he said, no, no, you know, I love my family, I love the name, I don't want to do it, and his Danish wife, um, at that time, girlfriend, told him, when we get married, you should consider it. I, I I, swear things will change, and he did it, because, I mean, it was not a big deal for him, and he said, you know what, I didn't take your name. You know, he thought he was kind of romantic, kind of cute too, but then... He, within that romance story his phone couldn't stop ringing she was right yeah but I think it's such
1: a sad thing to you know if you want to live as a corner and you don't want to be touched with at all you know and but you have to grow I mean go through in so many I mean in all these things and when I think about that we are like in the 20th century and we are still dealing with all these things. And sometimes people don't feel that they can live as a foreigner because they get to be judged in so many ways. And another thing is also, you know, I can see sometimes the pressure um, to the people that they don't have any education. They maybe didn't go to school. They don't know how to read. They don't know how to um, write. Um, And then they, you know, they, it's it's more pressure for them because they really get the pressure from the government and um what is it called like um and and they really try to they they try to live both lives you know like being in a new country in scandinavia dealing with a lot of things in the same times they still want to keep their own you know culture like um, be you know in their own way but because of the pressure they're getting from the system it's very hard for them to just live as a foreigner so um, I just think it's a sad thing because when you think about how much development we have you know done with a lot of things technology and looking forward doing this and this this but there were still some things that i think sometimes i'm actually thinking if it's going if it's ever going to change you know what i mean because is, i'm just it, like
0: change happens people like to say you know change is the only thing constant we throw out all these quotes and statements but when i look at the way the world looks i'm like are you people are so intelligent with words but actions it shows up differently and my thing is when you say are you is it ever going to change yes it will change when people decide they want to change and and sometimes like my grandmother used to say this is actually my grandmother and used to say if you don't want to change voluntarily you will have to change by force and there is a statement, it's in Swahili, it says, He who's not taught by their parents will be taught by the world. Now, if you go around hating people, oppressing people, treating with disrespect, don't think you get away with it. You may be laughing. Your grandmother may ha- have laughed, your mother may have laughed, your, even your daughter may have laughed, but maybe three generations down, they will be not laugh. they won't be laughing you may never live to see the consequences of your ignorance because ignorance is passed down genetically just like love compassion all these things are passed down genetically so that's why you know people said the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree you know and i always i think we've had so many shows where i've said things like one of my teachers i remember how one time we would be naughty and we said are you going to tell our parents and she said Why do I have to even call your parents? When I meet the children, I meet the parents. I've met all your parents. I've met you all. I've met all your parents. I don't need to call your parents. Never. I've met all your parents. And I can see by your mannerisms and by your behavior. And so when I look at, when you say, you know, this when you look at the society and you look at the children, you're actually looking at the parents. Yeah, because
1: it's the so, parents. There is yeah. a role model so for also, the kids. So
0: also as adults, when you're looking at these adults, you're looking at their grandparents. And when you look at the grandparents, you're looking at the great-grandparents. So at this point, I think we have so much knowledge and so much information. And if you want to change, you will change. If, if you feel in your heart that it gives you so much pleasure... To oppress people, to see people starving, to pretend you don't see that, you know, certain things are harming somebody. G- good luck. Really, good luck. Right. Good luck. Because the wise ones, and I've hung around a lot of them, I, you know, I call the wise ones these, these elderly people that I talk to who are maybe, I say, 65 and above, they will tell you stories, across cultures, across cultures, they will tell you stories of retribution, of restitute, of restoration, of all the wrongdoings that they did, that they seen going through their children, and their great-great-grandchildren. See, if you're lucky to speak to a woman who is in her 90s, almost 100 years, who can see multiple generations, she can give you stories of what she is observing happen as a genetic line. And she will tell you this kind of bad luck always happens in our family. And at one point I was like, are you sure it's bad luck in the family? Or it's something about the family that is harvesting what they planted. So at this point, I only say, if you can sleep well at night and have a peaceful, blissful sleep, and you know there's some children or families down in a refugee camp who are starving and you're happy, good luck. You can't be helped because there are things you cannot be taught. I can't teach you how to feel. I can't teach you empathy. I actually can't teach you that. Either you have it or you don't have it. Yeah, it's true.
1: And you're right. You're right about, you know, that there is actually children, families that have been, you know, living in the, those refugee camps for many years because of, you know, different, you know, situation, different cases. And like you're saying, you know, they're just living with it. And maybe they don't have, you know, everything like a normal child should have. But they're still living and they're still coping. You know, trying to learn a new language in a new country, coping with the I mean, uh, with the with the new system, with the new things. Um, even though you know, you know, some I mean, sometimes the circumstances they're living in it's a bad thing. It's really bad. So what you're saying, the most important thing for you is to you know just go ahead, and then you have to have the peace. And so you can go ahead and don't think about anything and, you know, have a good night's sleep. And, you know, that maybe, you know, like if you have children, you have family, they're safe, they're, you know, they're good. They're, you know, doing good with everything. They have the things, the need that they need to. Um, yeah, and they're being, you know, as, uh, you know, expected, I mean, accepted as how they are and how they're behaving in the, you know, in the new society you know, being as a foreigner in another country because it is so important.
0: Um, yeah, it is important, they... but also what people forget, and people think this is a joke. It's not a joke. When you abuse young children and you neglect young children, the idea that you think that this child will stay a child forever, it, it puzzles me. This child is not going to be a child forever. If you don't give a child love, nurturing affection the right upbringing they're growing up without love without empathy they're not learning the things that make them a healthy human being so they're growing up with an unhealthy mindset if you're putting their mindset in a state of survival manipulation you know having to steal or do these things to survive which is is a survival tactic then don't be surprised when this child masters the art of these things that he, has learned, he or she has learned through the environment that they have been placed into by society so they won't be a child forever they're going to grow up and become grown-ups and then you're going to start saying who are these criminals why do we have so much crime in the world oh my goodness who are these rapists why are men abusing their wives why do men rape women really these are the products of negligence and they've grown up without having the right values the right mindset and the right behavior and even if you deport them back to their countries guess what these are the children who might end up being child soldiers because they have lost their families they have nobody they don't know how to they are now full survival mode and they join the wrong groups because they're looking for love everywhere even in the wrong places so what do they become traffickers you know child soldiers they join these terrorist groups and remember these are young teenagers they are manipulated They still don't even know what's going on because they have never known anything else. If you've never known good, love, compassion, kindness, you don't recognize it. You only recognize survival, hate, aggression, hatred, people not respecting you, disrespect. This is what they recognize. So when it shows up, they think this is normal. Then it shows up somewhere in your country. And you're like, how are these people doing this? Who are these people? What's going on with them? This was a child, grew up to be a young man, young woman, a teenager. Grew up, grew up, grew up, grew up. Wrong messaging, wrong social teaching, negligence, you know, abuse. You know, in between all that, they're raped. In between all that, they're beaten. In between all that, they're starved. In between all that, nobody even values them. So they move around like they're invisible. If they're homeless, nobody's looking for them. Then comes the pimp and says, you know what? I'll give you a roof over your head one meal a day. And they say, you know what? This is heaven. What can I do to repay you back? I've never, no one has ever even given me a fruit. And then they come to a neighborhood near you or a country near you as full-blown criminals or marry your daughters, okay? And start abusing your daughters or your sons, raping them, beating them, alcoholism, drugs you know abusing their children thinking that is how to raise a child to be tough because that's all they know and you're wondering why are men so abusive what is wrong with this man what is wrong with the society that raised this man why are women doing why are the young girls doing this and that why don't they care why do they want to be sugar babies this is a trend now here in Denmark sugar babies sugar babies yeah it is (laughs) And you're not you're looking at the girls and you're judging them but you're not asking yourself why are they looking for love in all the wrong places the mirror so i will say it again if you can sleep well at night and sleep like a baby then you're fine let your child your daughter go and love her sugar babies and accept it because you're sleeping well at night. You're not investing your time in understanding her, looking at her crying for help, screaming for help. Why are the young the youth drinking alcohol and doing all this stuff? Why are they drinking alcohol like that? What what do they need to escape from? So again, we come back to when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. So when you're here, you should do as the sugar babies. You know, I mean, you have to think of this, living as a foreigner. That's to the agreement. I think living as a foreigner, just be 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 an excellent guest. And I think the country that the person has come to be an excellent host. And host like you would want to be hosted. And as a guest, be the guest that you want to host. all i have to say yeah
1: and you're right i mean again like our agreement today was you know live as a foreigner and it's of course it's a broad thing and then we could keep on talking about this agreements actually because um it is a big thing and as we are living in our society today um we're trying to live as a foreigner but sometimes it is not the easiest way to do because we get judged um but i hope like in general that um that we should all i mean we should actually be able to live the way we like to and do the things that we like to um And it doesn't have to, you know, come up with that you're from another country or you live in another, I mean, or you have another culture, you have another background, you have another um, skin color. You should be able to live the way you like to live and then, you know, just live your life and, you know, and like you said, have a peaceful mind and, you know, go to bed without any fear or stress or anything. I think it's so important to to be able to do that in our society today because we have grown and we keep growing. But unfortunately, there is some, you know, there is still in some areas that there is some things that, yeah, that you know, we have to work even more harder for. So, yeah, um, I think that that was, I think that was an agreement. I hope that you guys will enjoy it and again we are you know talking about from our experience and from the things that maybe we have been seeing or you know um somebody has you know said some things to us or you know we have reacted on you know towards that thing so it is actually i mean we are only talking about our experience um, I mean, definitely, I know that I do. Um, I also know that you also do that faith. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Because I've seen, you know, I've worked in places where I have seen the extent to which somebody will see somebody is completely on the floor. You know, they're done. They have one foot in the grave. They have lost their whole family in, a, in an explosion somewhere in, from the Middle East. Okay. They 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 have one cousin, some cousin who was placed somewhere else somewhere on this planet. They don't know which country. They peril, they're you know handicapped, disabled, and they have lost everything. And you'll see a caseworker saying, you know, you're lazy. You just want welfare. And and so I look at these kind of things and I really say, you, what are you looking at? Are we looking at the same? case this person is still not even fully recovered from the disability so I'm saying this to say if you still feel as a human being that this is okay with you then I, I I think you're not able to you're beyond because are things that I have come to the conclusion cannot be taught empathy is something you should feel before the person even finishes this story you know you know they've lost everybody in, a, in an explosion like imagine today you're talking to your family And in seconds, everyone is blown up in a house. Most people would not be alive. And you are the one who survived, but you don't have legs and you have one one arm. Okay? So when you have seen people who've gone through extreme trauma, and you see somebody still looking at the book and acting like there's not a human being in front of them, I question I question. I question the blood that flows through your veins. I question it. I do. I'm sorry, Shah. I question. Mm-hmm. I question it. Because the, 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 the lack, the inability to even look at this person as the most strongest survivor that you've ever come across, but to look at them as a nothing, and to just throw the book at them it, it, it is, is amazing, it's incredible. So, with this in mind, I, if I were to talk to a foreigner, I would say, be the best guest that you would be, the guest that you would want to host, okay? and as a host, meaning the country that people have come to live or experience or explore, whatever, be the best host that you would like to be hosted by. And I'm a strong believer of when you go to Rome, do not do what the Romans do. Do what is right. If it doesn't sit well in your spirit, if it makes your soul jump if it makes your guts keep a beat don't do it respectfully decline because remember you're a guest you're a guest you're a guest in someone's house respectfully decline and you might need to decline the invitation to that coffee politely you don't have to make a big You know, spectacle. Politely decline. Because not everything in every culture needs to be embraced. Okay? So everywhere we go, there is good, there's bad, you know, there's good, bad, the good, the middle, and the bad, whatever you want to look at. There's three sides of the coin, you know. So I always eat the meat, throw away the bone. Take what that what can benefit you, what sits well in your spirit. That's what I do. And you'll know that not everything that you embrace is, is is even applicable and you know valuable in a certain culture. When I came, when I when I when I moved um, from Germany, my Danish colleagues were like, Faith, hey, why are you so formal? We don't do that here. I was I was I was I was doing things with such a hierarchical you know in, using you know last surnames and you know I had so many protocols in my emails and the way I wrote and they were like faith cut it off we don't do that we you know CEOs are just first names you know they just chill with you.
1: <laughs> okay. It's actually true because in imagine so now, like, if you, you take went them, to home, them you did what
0: the Romans did. Now you've come as the Roman, you're in another culture. How many times are you going to change yourself? See, <laughs> yeah somebody who has lived in so many countries, at some point you realize that it's too much work. You come to a country, you embrace the good, you you, you respectfully decline the things that don't sit well with you, and you create your bubble. I call it my bubble of love and people I love and care for who become my family and close acquaintances, you know, Mm -hmm. and I cherish them. Everybody who knows I love, love, love the people around me. I love them like they were my sisters okay I would do anything for them for real so I create my bubble and I'm I live in my bliss everything else is too much work because I like oh, what happens in this country is not even a it's so different in this country so different here it's different in the U.S. different in Canada it's different in here it's different so what are you which one are you going to be you lose yourself yeah you lose yourself always doing as the Romans do. Now you are in Switzerland. Doing as the Romans do. Now you are in lux come on. Just be yourself. If your spirit doesn't sit well in your spirit, don't do it. But don't Yeah, judge. And I think
1: and I actually think this is so important that you know you are being just yourself because I think if you try to pull the, too much to be somebody else or to be I don't know um the way that you are in that. You know in in that particular place i don't know in that country that it would just not be so natural and also i think then you're you're working and you're using your energy to be somebody that you're not and i think that's actually where that it goes wrong and then you know yeah, maybe but it that's- also
0: goes wrong because sometimes the country that you're in may demand it of you And so exactly, you're fine, but they may create that discomfort. I get what you're saying. Yeah, they may create that discomfort. But you just have to understand that anybody who wants to manipulate you to the extent where they want you to live out of your essence and lose your authenticity and your whole being is a manipulative buster. And you should agree. Because they don't respect your essence as an individual, as a human being who is a creative being. Has a purpose, you know. Sometimes some of you are destroying people's life purpose. Like you were talking about the jobs that they wouldn't give foreigners because of your last name or how your picture looks, and all this stuff. You may be deep, deep, you may be ignoring this person who wants to work as a doctor, and they may be the ones to come up with a cure for cancer. This is what you're doing. You you may be blocking miracle, you know, like amazing solutions. And you'll never know because you think you know everything. So my thing is, create your bubble, you know. People may block the door for you, but then there's always someone who will open the door. That's one thing I've learned in every country. (laughs) There are those people who actually respect your essence and they respect your authenticity and they just respect you as you are, you know. And if they don't, so what? Who gives a damn? Live your life. Live your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, for those foreigners who didn't get the job that you wanted and you dreamt with, you are many things. That's another thing people have been taught. You can only do one thing. No. I know people who were doctors, you know, like medical doctors, like, you know, they went, you know, white coat medical doctors, you know, studied medicine seven years. And then they went on to do naturopathy, you know, then went on to study acupuncture, then went on to be a nutritionist and went to be a yoga teacher. You know, they're just doing what sits well in their spirit and enjoying life. So, live your life, enjoy yourself, you know, and be the best that you can be. So thank you everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you all. And we look forward to talking to you next week on Monday, at the same time. And um, we will be talking about our 10th agreement, which we will share on Monday. So I'm not spilling the beans. Um, but join us next Monday at 8 o'clock Central European time, where we will be sharing our 10th agreement. Remember that we appreciate you, we love you, just be yourself, it's enough. Those who don't accept you, it's okay. They should live their life also as they choose. So respect it too. I say be respectful. Not everyone has to gel with you. It's absolutely fine. But if someone wants to make you feel weird or like you don't fit or whatever, just to hell with them. Don't acquire their their manipulative um, agendas. Don't acquire you know, the anxiety, the stress and all that negative, you know, judgment that they're projecting to you. Because that's all they're doing. And if you watch a lot of these people in their lives, <laughs> you would love. You would love. They're alcoholics. They're not happy. Marriage is not happy. The kids are the ones with the sugar babies. The chil- Their sons are alcoholics on the streets. Some children don't even talk to those parents anymore. I know all this stuff. But they spend all their time talking about you. And in their house, it's things fall apart. You know the book by Chinua Chepe, Things Fall Apart? So, you know, laugh because anybody who invests so much time on you is telling you that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You don't have that much time in 24 hours to focus on Shazam or, or, you know, your neighbor, your neighbor. You just don't. You really yeah. just don't you know then do yoga watch a nice movie you know garden you know read a book you know plan your next trip you know go and spend time with your grandbabies make a sweater i don't know paint a picture read a book yeah to music sleep get some
1: go for a walk go Go, for exercise i don't
0: know biking um running i don't know partner make a special dinner i don't know you know what i mean (laughs) but i will tell you i have watched most of the people who fo- who giggle <laughs> when they're doing all this stupid stuff like this, not, kids don't even behave like that, you know? Mm. If you watch their life, it's things fall apart. Trust me on this. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I know what I know. It's things fall apart. And, and you know, some of them have been my friends. And I, and I keep, I also told some of them, like, you spend so much time talking about this person, this person. Look at your life. You've just told me about all the things that are going on in your own life. Focus. Clean your home first. Clean your home, then you clean your front yard, then you clean your little community around you before you start going out into other people's homes and neighborhoods. Clean your home. Start yeah. Here. You know, you have some. You want somebody to judge, judge your child who, who steals the money from your purse. <laughs> Judge your son who took your car and and crushed it and didn't even apologize. And now you you drink tequila for breakfast. (laughs) I'm serious. I know this stuff. So, you know, foreigners, trust me, when you when you see somebody behaving like this, sometimes they're releasing their stress on you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's showing up after tequila breakfast. What do you expect? She's not gonna smile with you. She's crunk up. (laughs) Anyway, everybody, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm not laughing at people's problems, but I'm telling you that if you're healthy, you don't laugh at people's demise. You don't. No. You don't throw the book at somebody who is traumatized and think it's funny or say, oh, I'm just doing my job. Even your boss doesn't want you to do your job like that if you're a social worker. You know, social workers need certain levels of empathy. Stop. So next, I was just yeah. telling you, Shah. Um, uh, you know, we need to head out. But next week on Monday at eight o'clock Central European Time, we have Agreement Ten, right, Shah?
1: Yes, we do, and we are talking about culture. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yes, can join us, um, Shah. You'll take us out of there. We love you all. Don't take all this stuff too seriously. People who are sweeping other people's backyard, how uh, and theirs is just growing weeds and it's dirty. Yeah trust me yes how it is anyway mm-hmm. I'll take us out of here and by the way Penny sends her regards she wasn't able to make it but she'll be here next week. so much love from
1: Penny yes she will anyways I hope that you will enjoy our you know podcast and our experience and my last word is just you know just go ahead and then live your life do you and do the things that you love and don't focus so much Otherwise, you will get into trouble. So, and my last word is always, as always, I would just go ahead and say, go ahead and change the world, <laughs> as we always. Because
0: it actually makes Masha, good sense. We are always telling them to go change the world. We need to tell them how to change it. <laughs> it's really true. They just... <laughs> and some of them may change it in a way that is not favorable. So people, use this your discernment and... <laughs> change it in a good way.
1: Yeah, I hope you guys know that. I mean, no. you would. <laughs> we are just like, yeah, you should just go out and change the world. That <laughs> yeah, is true. Go change the world. But, you know, go change the
0: world. Somebody is probably hearing and saying, "Oh, I need to change and put graffiti at the train station." You <laughs> know. And I think if Penny, she was here, she would just
1: go ahead and say, "Yeah, go ahead and change the world." Change the world, and then think as a side like. Think and act like a scientist, or something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really true. Scientists acts, right? They <laughs> a lot of invent many trials.
1: <laughs> but but oh, it is cool. true, though. I yeah. yeah, we do love you, and then go ahead and then have a fabulous evening, and we see you all on well, yeah, next Monday.
0: Yeah. And Shah, you know, I'm so thankful that some, you know, somebody like you, just before we head out, I'm just thankful that somebody like you is actually placed in an environment where you can work with these people because you have so much compassion. Like you, everyone listening, I have never met somebody with so much compassion and it's just, she has so much love. And, you know, she's, again, magnificent at what she does. She's excellent, like, you know, at what she does. And I'm not the one just saying it. Everybody knows it. But it also comes across with that kind of professionalism and empathy. And I'm saying this to say that you can excel at your work and you can do your work professionally and achieve your goals with immense, you know, with immense, I don't know, you know, just to the highest and still do it with empathy and love. It's possible. So don't believe that you have to do all these other, you know, underhanded things to look good. I know people who really, they do an amazing job. They're filled with love, compassion, and there are many people like this. So as we were talking, just know that there are many people like this. And it's amazing. They still do well, excel, and they're successful at what they do. So Shah, I just want to really commend you and thank you for like holding it down. It's not easy to see this day in, day out, and still manage to encourage the next person and give them still love and compassion and empathy. You know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Most people get tired and worn out. So I just want to tell you thank you for saving some families. Thank you for saving some babies. Thank you for giving them hope. And thank you for also making them see that they are worth it. Because what you people don't know is a lot of these people, you don't have to open your mouth. They can read your body language. They're very good at it. They're very good at reading body language and nuance. So you don't have to say you don't think anything of them. They feel it. They know it. So thank you for making them feel valued and loved and important because they feel it and they know it, you know. Thank
1: you. Yeah, and some yeah, thank you. And yeah, exactly. And sometimes people, you know, think that it's actually it's easy, but it's super hard because if I think it wouldn't be so hard if you didn't think about it, you wouldn't so, you know, if you didn't put your yourself in their situation you were just thinking oh it's just like a job right now this is this is just as just assignment but i think when you go in that level that you really have the compassion and everything towards these people you really can hear the problems and everything this is where it becomes very you know um important and sensitive
0: and you really wanted to help out so yeah And that's why some people, not everyone needs to take the job that they graduated in. If it doesn't work out, you know, ditch it. Because some things you really need to have compassion. You need it. It's a requirement. It's like doctors or nurses or, or, you know, people who work with the elderly. It's not just about bathing her. You know, it's about, you know, smiling and making her feel valued and making her feel like she's not a burden. Yeah. So
1: thank you everybody and good thank you yeah thank you for me as well as as you and then just go ahead and then again change the world and have a nice evening you all
0: yeah go change the world y'all
1: have a blast <laughs>